Hello and welcome to the VanCast. I'm your host, Graham Mills, and today I'm with one of my really good friends, D-Tour. How are you doing, dude, D-Tour? I'm doing well, man. How about you? I'm doing really good, man. Just started a podcast, having a good time with it, so I'm really excited to get some stuff out there. You are my first musician slash graffiti artist slash graphics designer that I'm having on here and probably will ever have on here. (laughs) (laughs) It's a trio. So uh, first, let's start with music. So what's it like, man, being a musician in Vancouver? It's pretty surreal. You know, like a lot of Vancouver artists are really like starting to to pop off. And, you know, it's, it's really inspiring to see people do it. And I think the basis of it, too, is just down to making good music. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm just in studio mode, writing a lot, trying to perform, you know, and I know it's just a matter of putting out content. Well, you, um, you've recently come up with a new song. Well, yeah. What song is that? Yeah, it's Bombay. I dropped that, uh, I dropped it in the summer, but then I followed up with a music video like two months back and, uh, it's gone way better than I even could plan, really. Do you have any new music coming up? Yeah, dude. I have, uh, a few, uh, singles coming up here. One called Wait, uh, featuring my buddy Truth, who's a dope rapper from the Okanagan. We also, uh, we got a Shug remix a big remix by Young Ma and a few other singles. And then I have an EP completely improved, uh, sorry, produced by Imperative. Like, uh, I'd say that's dropping in like three, four months. Cool stuff, man. I really think that's good for you to stay ahead of the game. And you used to be part of a rap group, but you're no longer part of that. Tell me about that. Oh shit. We're just going to dive into it. I like it. Yeah. Well, no one's really asked me about this and I'll happily talk about it. I was part of clockwork. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, a lot of interesting opinions kind of going around, but you know, uh, simply put, I was not only a rapper and part of them, I was a graphic designer and I believe, uh, the guy that that's behind it, Rosmo just didn't fuck with me. Like I have instances and instances of him not pushing my shit, never shared my shit, never paid me a dollar for making his logo. The other rappers that are part of them, part of that group their logos and the fucking main logo and he always it's funny he always gets pissed when i bring up shit that i've done and it's like sorry i'm contributing like it's hilarious no matter what you do and like i'm gonna say this like he just he didn't want me to be in the forefront of it and what am i supposed to do about that the second my numbers got better than his it i could just see the resentment yeah well people get threatened by success mm-hmm. and even if you're a friend or someone around you around you that's supposed to be being like looking looking out for you it can end up happening and they can just throw you under the bus you got to be really careful about the people you work with especially when you start out exactly man like i'm just gonna go where i'm valued and you know i wasn't valued there but obviously they valued me enough to still you know put up that clockwork sticker with my writing even though i'm not part of what they're doing like well it's all an experience and at the end of the day you learn something from it right Mm -hmm. so you can chalk it up as an l but moving forward, you're never going to let that happen to you again. Dude, I call this shit a W. It's better that I figured it out now, you know? I'm so much better independent. So I'd say it was a W. How are they doing now? How's the group doing now compared to you? I don't even really pay attention to them anymore, to be honest. So, like, I wouldn't even tell you at this point. All I know is that, you know, my shit typically does better. And, you know, whether it was my feature with with Rosmo, you know, doing the best on the project, his compilation album, you know, the hype that was around that. And, you know, my numbers speak for themselves. But yeah, I'd say I'd say my numbers are 
doing a little bit better. What made you decide to start writing music and what made you decide the name Detour? It was uh, really just being influenced from my environment. I was kind of around a lot of kind of like tougher kids in elementary school, but I was like a middle class kid. So I kind of felt out of place. It's kind of a mixed neighborhood in East Van where I was When you at. mean tougher, do you mean like less fortunate? Yeah. In like a lot you of just, ways. You it, just had a little bit more. Th- they had a thicker skin than me. Yeah. You had a better, better hand. Yeah. And then high school too, it was a lot of, you know, there were definitely gangs. There were definitely fights. But I just kind of remained like a neutral figure and I kind of learned my place. Went to a West Side High School, which was super interesting for a year to do like an outdoor program. And that like really gave me a mix of the city too. How was the comparison from the East to the West Side High Schools? It's definitely different. It's definitely different. Like just the amount of money, simply put, and maybe envy or tension, you know, like I heard a lot of weird things in in my East Side High School from people and I just felt super awkward like I didn't really think about race at, until high school. And then it just became clear to me that but, people care. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I understand like, you know, they were kind of, the, they, they thought I had something that they didn't, but like some of them are more successful than me now. And I'm more successful in other ways than some of them. So it's, it's not even, I think after the fact, like after high school, like we all just kind of realized it was just stupid to think about race. Well, not only race, but I cared about so much in high school. And now I realize that a lot of that stuff doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have the pressure of all these people when I go to school, like, oh, I need to do this in a certain way so that everyone thinks I'm cool. But now it's like, I don't go to school with all these people that I rely on for my social situation. I have people that I enjoy being with. And if I don't like you, I can tell you, I don't like you. Like really it don't matter. It's just your personality. And like a lot of these guys I've reconnected with and it's like I'm tighter with them now than I was in high school, which says a lot, you know, it does say a lot. People grow. Do you think you'll always be an independent artist or would you rather have a rap group? Uh, I don't want to be in a rap group. I could see like, let's say if something really wanted to form with select people like, you know, like if truth or fucking like oaky freshwater or junk or someone like that i really fuck with like the list goes on and on but those are some of the few that i really really fuck with you know like i would i would consider it but i'm i don't know i'm like i know i can hold my own and like i've had to deal with this with other shit like i've been a part of graffiti crews i've got my homies i write with too but yeah i just i i just feel really strong solo um, and back to why I chose Detour. I know you asked that before. I didn't talk about that. So pretty much I had uh, gotten caught writing graffiti and I wasn't even rapping at the time. And I was thinking like, how do I change lanes, right? And change my name so I can pe- <laughs> I can keep writing graffiti. Uh, and then I was like, take a Detour. And like, my name's Daniel and D was a part of it. So I, I, like, I knew the structure of that letter. I know you had to have a big ass D. Right, <laughs> yeah, there's so many jokes you can make off that. That's bars right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I the thing with graffiti is people tend to use the same names or be like, oh, I'm a phase two or a haze or you know all these really cliche or typical names. And I was like, I'm gonna research the fuck out of a name that hasn't been done. And this was the answer. I was like, this name has not been done. This feels like it's me. And yeah, I don't really hear people like making jokes about it. Like, what's well, I had the same idea yeah. when I thought of VanCast because yeah. it's a Vancouver podcast. 
as you can tell by the name, I just basically took Vancouver, cut it in half, and took podcast, cut it in half, and put them together. But nobody has the name. Nobody's doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, if no one's doing it, I'm going to take it. And it's it's about having a name that's unique. It's about having a name that means something and about having a name that's easy to remember. Yeah. Like Vancast Detour. I'm right. not I'm not going to be like Honor de Kumbo cast. <laughs> it's just like it's just like no one's going to be able to type that in. Yeah, like some big name. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't work. Like uh what's your podcast? It's the Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> just check it up on uh Spotify. Super dope Vancouver Wait, stuff. Wait, can you spell that out for me? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like one word tends to work quite well. Yeah, one word five six letters nothing crazy and make sure it hasn't been done before simple and it hasn't been done before i repeat that there's like even with rappers i'm like there's multiple logics and like there's the famous logic we there's, all know but there's a british one that's really good too and you can like switch it up like do logic and make the c like a cent or like throw in a money sign or yeah or logic yeah. with an s or a z or an x you know the people are just crazy the way they switch things up yeah like how many little rappers are there like little insert any uh, word and i think i can finally say it's like getting played out a little bit but i wouldn't say not crazy yet but like i'd say we're slowly no what, what's gonna happen is it's <laughs> gonna be a little is gonna get used and then you're gonna see big chain yeah. Big blunt. <laughs> big tour. Big tour. <laughs> My name is Big Tour. Like, Reasonably like, sized tour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a medium sized individual. Yeah. <laughs> Mid sized. I'm a medium sized rapper. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about shit that I've seen. Question how I got the speed. I hit the ones in the studio. I didn't do it for free. I got my voice as a key. I put my name in the So, uh, besides music, you are yeah. also a graffiti artist. Yeah, dude. Tell me about how you started with that. Uh, pretty, like, I was kind of scared of graffiti initially because I think as a kid, I was like, oh, this is bad. Like, you know, my elementary school had gotten tagged. I was like, this is such a, this terrible. Because they were actually writing swear words and stuff. And, like, you don't tag an elementary school. Like, everybody knows that. There is a fucking code to this shit. And I knew it. But then I had curiosity and I was always drawing as a kid. My grandpa always encouraged it. He was, like, an architect and did very good portraits of people and landscapes and all sorts of things. But anyways, he he always encouraged me to do it and I couldn't find like what worked best for me you know like I tried drawing people it didn't quite work and then eventually letters started to fit like I just happened to kind of be doing it in grade seven when I was like not liking graffiti at the same time and then it turned into curiosity so I looked up graffiti online and I was like oh my god this is so cool maybe this is my avenue because I was always listening to hip-hop like grade three I did like a breakdancing class and I started getting into like rascals and a lot of local guys then and you know, international, you know, hip hop artists too. But that, that genre just stuck with me and it felt a part of me. And then in grade eight, I started like actually figuring, figuring it out. So it's been like 12 years. So what, from day one, what were you like compared to now? I didn't think graffiti said anything in the beginning. So I actually was just kind of drawing like squiggles that kind of looked like letters. And then trying to make some sort of 3D shapes and outline sort of thing. Or, like, I would do crosshairs. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I realized it all said something. And then I was like, oh, okay. 
then you realize there's actually meaning behind the picture. And mm-hmm. There's all this emotion and stuff that goes into it. Understanding letter structure, like the different forms, right? Like your tags, which are like your signature, just thin, you know, simple, quick. And then throw-ups, which you got to be able to do, which are like kind of bubbly, quick letters that you could do theoretically like five minutes in the street or less. And then you've got your pieces that are the big 3D complex letters that, you know, take a lot longer to get good at. Takes years. What makes a graffiti piece worth money? For example, Banksy. Yeah. Someone like that. They c- can sell for ridiculous amounts of money. Mm-hmm. And you could put two pieces together. They may look very similar, but because one of them is made by some crazy famous guy, it's worth ridiculous amounts of money. So, what, mm-hmm. in your opinion, are the factors? Notoriety. How literally, how much work they put in in terms of gaining fame and like Banksy's thing was he actually got up quite a bit and hit a lot of spots, a lot of in like interesting ways. So he did things differently. The originality factor gave him a lot of credibility. Um, The consistency, how long he had been doing it for. And then from there, like that's how your work gets better. So then the talent came with it eventually too, just out of repetition. And then all of a sudden, like people are starting to notice it and you could just go up uphill from there right if you do it well enough people will see your work in the streets especially in like london you know where there's a lot of art uh, artistic people a lot of photographers you know that was just like that's a place to get up well a lot of people around there are into the culture mm-hmm. they love that sort of stuff and he really made use of the environment so that like when you'd see photos of it it wasn't just the piece of what he did it was the overall environment that that was captured so when, when you're doing graffiti, what kind of places do you look for? Because obviously you're not going to go to like the front of a restaurant graffiti over the window. You're going to do like a spot where you think it actually might stay a while. Not too sketchy, but kind of sketchy. How do you mm. evaluate that? Uh, experience. Knowing the cycle of the wall. Like how much does it get painted? Are there cameras? you know yeah (laughs) uh how many years has it been active or how many years has it been maintained of no graffiti right like how yeah how active is the wall are there escape routes like anything you could imagine like pretty much people think of and if you're not like that's how you get caught slipping which i've been caught slipping but i i finessed my way out of it so i'm good what do you like better? And if you had to choose between music and graffiti, which one would it be? This is like, this is what tears me apart every day. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I could paint a piece uh, and be outside and get the fresh air and like go to a crazy spot, you know, or travel and like hit a wall you've never hit before and like, you know, smoke a joint and make it like a four hour experience. But like the experience of making a song is like, it feels just as good. You know, so I'm like literally 50-50. Just depends on whether I want to be you can't, outside you can't, or you inside. Have, this is like someone's got a gun to your mother and they're like, you choose one now or else I pull the trigger. I just got to choose one? Yeah. And you're not allowed to kill your mother. <laughs> uh, I'd have to choose... Uh, I'd have to choose like the instant gratification of painting a piece. Or sorry... No, not painting a piece, like actually making making a song, like recording, because painting a piece still takes a little bit of time to get the gratification, but it's worth it. But like the second you hear just like your voice on a song for the first time, it's like you can record a song in two minutes. You can't paint a piece in two minutes. 
if you were to see yourself in six years from now, what are you doing and where are you? I'm performing, I'm touring, I'm traveling, and I'm doing both things I love and still doing graphic design too on the side. So doing album covers for rappers I really fuck with, selling artwork, making artwork and making music and performing music. How do you balance all, th- all three of the things you do? You make music, you do graffiti and you're in 3D graphic design? That along, it's like a, that plus retail presentation, woodworking, architecture. So I'm in school too. So I guess four things plus a job, five things. What's the program no you're doing in school? I'm doing a design formation program. Design formation. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's, it's a lot, but, uh, 100% worth taking. And it's definitely rounding out my skill set. And, and you got to swipe right on Tinder too every day, right? That takes up some of your Yeah, I guess time. that's a <laughs> and, and Bumble. So we'll divide that. So yeah. half of each part of my day is dedicated. That's at least five hours for each at least dude and then or you probably pay some kid to just swipe right for you while you do your 3d drawings <laughs> something like that <laughs> no nah, bro i don't even i don't even need tinder or bumble that's, a, that's, that's the fine. that's the upside to i make better music i really won't need those apps so that's the goal um but yeah it's it's super hard to maintain them all but like where I do you see yourself in six it. years not on tinder <laughs> yeah exactly that no there's no need sorry I i'm not i'm not even on that shit now really so yeah, I don't really enjoy it. Keyword, not really. <laughs> Keyword, not really, but sometimes I need... Every blue moon. Every blue moon. A little gratification, right? Every That's... once in a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that is really awesome. And I appreciate the fact that you're doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And you're keeping yourself busy. And you, you have a hobby that you and a dream, which the the biggest thing for me is... Anyone can dream, but not anyone can take the actions towards that dream. That's mm. what separates most people is having an idea and just going out and doing it. And you just yeah. do it. And to execute all these things, man, like, you know, I'm working on stuff on the bus. You know, I'm writing music on the bus. So I get in my writing on my way to school. And then I go to school and I'll make money at school in between classes by finishing off some logo for someone that I'm doing in my own time. And then updating my social media on my music side to keep, let people know I have new music in the works. So it's like the ball is just constantly rolling. I go home and I'm like, I barely watch Netflix or TV, bit of YouTube to like learn new things, you know, or stay up to date with the music scene and stuff like that. But man, then it's just create, create, create. Yeah. The other day I had Noah, he's a chef on Shout the podcast. Shout out to Noah Bognadop, man. Yeah. He's a homie. Shout out to him. He's a Great homie. Guy. Um, but I asked him about his favorite food stops and where to get good food. So it mm-hmm. only makes sense that since you're a musician, wh- what what do you think is top three songs that you're listening to right now? Mm. Ooh, that's a tough one. Okay, there's uh, there's this one by ASAP 12 that's on the Cozy Tapes. Uh, let me look that up. Can you pass me my phone real quick? Okay. On oh, my phone. Can you pass me my phone? Is it just Spotify or? I got it here. I got to pull up my playlist, there you guys. Go. So there's this dope one from ASAP12E um, that I found fairly recently. I actually posted on my story tagging him and he he, he responded to me and he DM'd me going, let's go. And I was like, fuck yeah. That's so awesome. it's called it's called Coziest uh, by ASAP Mob, ASAP12E on the Cozy tapes. That's a top one right now. And then... There's um, a really good one by this guy, Elizer. I think he's like this British rapper. 
um, and it's called Impress Me. I found him randomly, super fire. And then my buddy actually elevated. Shout outs to Elevated. He's from uh, Nanaimo on Vancouver Island. He's got the song called Supernova. It's underground. It's real. It's like slow pace and like. I'm just spoiled to like know a lot of the rappers in my playlist, you know. So he's he's got that third spot. What is your favorite album of all time? K.O.D. by J. Cole. Are you Biggie or Tupac? Biggie. Me too. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for coming, Daniel. I really appreciate you being out here. I know I'm gonna probably have you on a couple times because you just chat forever and you have a lot to talk about. So, uh, what's it. your Instagram? You can get me on uh, Instagram at Detour Music, D-T-O-U-R Music. There's no E in Detour. Don't worry, it'll be in the description. Yeah, and then you can find me on YouTube at Detour and then Bombay, which is my big track, because there's a few other Detour YouTube channels for like tri that travel channel and some other shit. Uh, and then you can find me on Spotify just at Detour um, SoundCloud. I pop up first, so and I'm on Apple Music and every other streaming platform. Cool. So. Thanks for coming, guys. I appreciate it. Peace. Peace.